Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome, everyone, to the Sounds of Stories. Good evening and welcome back to the Sounds of Stories. Today is True or False Tuesday. This means I'm going to give you a far-out story, and it's up to you, the listener, to tell me whether the story is true or false. I have a ton of these bizarre stories, so just because a story seems too bizarre to be true doesn't necessarily mean it's false. Listener, beware. Due to the easy nature of writing and recording these stories, I thought I would do these twice a week. So now there's a True or False Tuesday as well as a True or False Friday. All right, let's have some fun. Here is The Family Battle That Never Ended. Written, narrated, edited, and produced by The Sounds of Stories. The Family Battle That Never Ended. It was a warm spring day in Atherston, England, late in May of 1808. A gathering of local townspeople came to watch as two men were to square off in a gun duel. How did these men get to this spot? Well, earlier that month, they had a disagreement over items that were stolen out of a local business shop. The owner, Stephen Johnson, had reported to the local authorities that Jack McCavern, another Atherston local had stolen a good value of stationary supplies. $23 worth, to be exact. This would total nearly $550 in today's currency. Stephen accused Jack of stealing valuable ink, pen quills, and a small pocket watch. Later on that day, the accusations were reported to the authorities, and five police officers went to Jack's home, and even though Jack stood his ground and told them they couldn't enter, The policeman assaulted Jack and ransacked his home. But in the end, the policeman found nothing. Now who knows how reliable this next piece is. But one of the policemen, Edgar Means, would later tell his wife, Victoria, that the only reason the police wanted to search his house in the first place was due to a bet between two of the other officers on whether or not Jack stole the items in the first place. Two of the five officers knew Jack personally and bet on him not stealing the stationary items. Regardless of the validity of the bet, during the assault, one of the officers accidentally gouged Jack's eye, causing permanent blindness. This caused Jack to desire retaliation against his accuser, Stephen. And since Jack was an army man in the French Revolutionary Wars, and was an expert shot with his pistol, and also since the policeman had damaged his non-dominant eye, Jack thought this duel would be the best course of action to take. 
So on May 18, 1808, Jack went to Stephen's shop and called for a duel. And much like the gun duels of American politicians or Russian soldiers, the gun duel would be to the death. Stephen immediately declined. But after Jack busted the shop's door as well as threw a nearby bottle of ink directly at Stephen, causing black ink to splatter over Stephen's property as well as his business suit, Stephen reluctantly accepted the duel. The two men marched out near the town hall and recited the pledge that every gunman had to recite before dueling. Around the men gathered most of the town's folk, and they were eagerly waiting for one of the men to quit this nonsense. But the battle was soon to take place. Now most people think of a duel as two men standing back to back, walking ten paces, and turning to fire their weapons. But this wasn't the way they performed this dance with death in England during the early 19th century. The two men were all ready to be standing 20 paces from each other, and before the duel began, the two men would draw cards to see who would have the first fire. On this day, Jack would be one step closer to his revenge, because he would be granted first shot. Against the will of the townspeople, Jack opened fire, striking Stephen in the chest. Gasping for air, Stephen would return fire and miss Jack completely. A few moments later, Stephen had died in front of the crowd. Jack's revenge had been successful, or so he thought. One of the members in the crowd was a young man by the name of William Johnson. William was Stephen's younger brother and now beneficiary of Stephen's shop. Roughly two months had gone by since the famous duel of Atherston, and William had his older brother's business up and running. Business seemed to be a little better due to the sympathy the town folks had for Stephen's younger brother. But on August 2nd, the business would never be opened again. According to McGuffey's weekly newspaper, Jack had gone into the Johnson shop to apologize to William. During the conversation, William struck Jack in the head multiple times with a large wooden bookend, revenging the death of his older brother. William would then be arrested, leaving no one to run the Johnson shop. During William's trial, though, it was reported that William had plenty of support to show that Jack had started to attack William, and that William would barely get the better of Jack by the end of the scuffle. As the trial was nearing its end, however, Jack's father reportedly paid quite a fortune to one of the jury members to find William guilty. In the end, William was found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging. William died on September 3, 1808. Thus concludes the family battle that never ended. All right, listeners, what do you think? True or false? As far as the story, the family battle that never ended, this story is 100%... Let's see. False? Oh, man, it sounded so true, though. If you guessed false, please like, follow, subscribe, or share this podcast with someone you love. If you guess true, i do the following anyways. This has been The Family Battle That Never Ended, a Sounds of Stories original. Written, narrated, edited, and produced by Bobby Garrison's The Sounds of Stories. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Music done by Toon Tank. And the amazing musical contributors are Dream Cave, Pierce Roswell, Side of Wonders, and Christopher Moe Diddlesvin. Come back soon for another episode.